0: The world needs what you have to offer. But if you're not putting yourself out there, then no one is going to know how you can add value to their life and how you can help them transform their life or business. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to my own sales mentor, who I affectionately call the sales queen, Jillian Murphy. She has so many nuggets of how we can position ourselves to be. Of true value to those people we desire to serve.
1: You're listening to the Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower you to live bravely. Each week, we'll share solo episodes and conversations with amazing people who have been willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, we'll help you take brave steps in your own life. Now, here's your host, mindset and confidence coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello friend, welcome
0: to The Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and I'm your host. And I'm really excited today to share this conversation with my sales mentor, Jillian Murphy. She has truly shown me what it looks like for me to show up in my own business in a way that adds massive value to my own audience and to really engage in community in a whole new way. And I'm thrilled to be able to share this episode with you because I know that whatever you're doing within your life, whether you have a business that you're just starting or you have been in business for years. The key principles that she is going to share with you in this episode are going to help you transform how you show up and sell within your business. So, here is my conversation with Jillian Murphy. Jillian Murphy, welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm so glad that you're up early to chat with me this morning, and I've been really excited to have you as a guest on the show. So,
1: welcome. My gosh, thank you so much for having me. We were just joking that I do not get up early for anybody and I'm so excited to record this <laughs> podcast with you today. So yes, so excited to be here and to chat with you and of course your audience today.
0: Yeah, it's you know, it's so funny, you know, like there's some things we're like, okay, I guess I'm willing to do for that person. And you and I have become friends and you're also my coach, which I have found so much value in you. So I was really excited to share you with my audience because I know that you've helped me so much. And when it comes to all things sales, you're the queen. (laughs) You are definitely the queen. And I have learned so much from you. You are straight shooting, like right out of the barrel. Like, you know, you don't, you don't mince words. And that's what I love the most about your style and about sharing what you do and how you can help people. So let's start with that. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So first of all, I I love being your coach. I love being your mentor. Um, I love working with people that I'm energetically excited to work with. So Again, I love working with you, that's, that's the first thing. If you're listening Thank to this you. message or listening to this podcast right now, you should only work with people that light you up. So I'm lit up by Andrea every time I get to work with her. Um, but a little bit about me was I, uh, I joined uh, corporate sales 22 years ago and I did not like sales. Um, I joined it because I needed to get a real job. I was doing all these like silly jobs and my parents were like, you need to find a real job. So I went into an internship got a job in sales and I hated it. And I remember working with these older salesmen and they felt salesy. They felt Mm -hmm. gross to me. And I would be on these sales calls and it just felt gross. And I thought to myself, they're not getting to know these people. They're just going in, taking orders, being really pushy. So I thought if they would just get to know people, And spend time asking questions about maybe their wife that they see a picture of on the desk or the son that's playing soccer on you know the credenza or something they actually would probably get better sales so here i am this 20 year old girl running around with these salesmen and i start to have conversations so it starts slowing down their day they're getting frustrated but they start to get more sales because the relationship starts to build um and then through that I start working my way up the ranks. I actually become a corporate sales trainer through the company. um, And I really changed the paradigm of the way that we did sales in our organization. Um, We became much more relationship-based selling. Um, And it was interesting because I was the first female salesperson in our company since 1963. And I really changed the way that that company did sales. And uh, it's kind of the way that I sell online now too. So when you actually left your corporate position, I
0: know that it wasn't something that you were like, okay, I'm going to make the decision to just jump online. Tell us a no. little bit about
1: what happened there. Yeah, so I lost my corporate job during the pandemic, which a lot of people did. Um, you know, I was in a very high role, an executive role in my corporate position, and it wasn't something that I saw coming by any means, but as the pandemic came, financials had to be cut. And that position was eliminated. And I quickly knew that I had to do something, but I had this God given talent, universe given talent, whatever you believe in to help people sell. And it was interesting because call it divine timing. I also had a lot of friends that were coming online in this coaching space that I didn't know anything about, but what I knew and what I saw was that a lot of my friends were becoming coaches and they were sliding into what I call, you know, my DMS, they were trying to sell me their network marketing products. And I thought to myself, I can help them. I can help them sell their their leggings that everyone's trying to sell me now, or their candles, or their self love books, whatever they're trying to do. So I created this Facebook group where I just started to really invite my friends that I knew, who I was like, "Hey, you're now going to try to sell online. Let me give you some tips." And it really grew into momentum from there. And that's really where my business was birthed out of my Facebook group.
0: Interesting, because you had actually people that you were like, "Okay, I'm friends with you. I'll Mm -hmm. give you some tips." So it wasn't like you were, like, really passionate about the thing they were selling. No. You were just like, I can help you sell that. Yeah. So So what did you do? Like, how did you help them in that in that context, like what, what were you looking for?
1: Yeah. So when I first started, I created this Facebook group and I just invited people that I knew to it. And I said, Hey, I'm going to do trainings every day. I'm gonna do five Mm -hmm. to seven minute trainings on like how you can show up online as an expert in whatever you're selling. doesn't matter if you're selling a book, a candle, leggings, whatever it is. And at the beginning, it was a lot of network marketers because that's what my friends all kind of shifted to a lot more moms who now needed a second source of income. So it was a lot of network marketers in the beginning. And then from there, the group just really grew. I got a lot of like coaches that started to come into it and that's really where it grew. So I would just give them tips on like when someone says no or um, you know, how to not be creepy And send a message to someone that you went to high school with. Or, you know, please do not copy and paste the same message to every single person. Do not bombard your Facebook with, um, you know, every essential oil that you have. Like, nobody really cares. Like, tell them why they need this oil. And it was just things, again, in my very blunt personality that nobody was really telling them. And then they started to get sales. So then it was like this momentum that really grew from there. Um, And then in about four months, my Facebook group had about 700 people in it, which was, which was amazing. And four and a half months later, um, I I launched my first program, which was really just teaching people how to sell extremely basic. Um, And I launched my first course. I had 28 people in it and I was like, Okay, this is like a real thing. This is I could like this, this could be a real business. It was like almost a sixty thousand dollar launch. I was like, okay, this is uh, this is pretty amazing. And from there, it just it really kind of grew. But it all began in that Facebook group, and I spent so much time in there because I didn't have a corporate job. I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to have a, a nice severance, so I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go in this Facebook group and hang out and get to know people. And it took about four and a half months before I sold anything, and I think that was also a huge thing. I didn't have to sell anything right away. So I was able to nurture this audience and really get to know them for four, four and a half months before I even sold them anything.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me as I'm like hearing your story is that you sounded like you had confidence right out of the gate. Like you knew what you could do, mm-hmm. but you weren't, you were just in this holding this energy of like, yeah, I can help you. I can, I can, you know, serve you, but there was nothing like you weren't looking for something back right away, Mm -hmm. which I find is really interesting because a lot of people go in with a completely different mentality. Like, Oh my gosh, I need to sell this right away. Mm -hmm. I need to make money. What happens when someone's focus is that Mm -hmm. versus what you had? Yeah. They don't sell. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're like the end. Yeah, the end. Uh, that's that's the end. So it's really interesting because I I sell. I would say probably ninety percent of everything that I sell through like Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM, uh, my text marketing. And one yeah. of the questions that I get asked all the time is, "How do you sell so much through those platforms?" And my answer is always the same because I'm never trying to sell through those platforms. I'm literally mm-hmm. just getting to know people. I'm nurturing people. And then when there is a time or there's a fit that it makes sense for me to offer what I have, I offer it. Sometimes it's within the first message. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's six months down the road. Sometimes it's 18 months later, but when it feels energetically right, I offer it, but I never go in with, Hey, I just met Andrea today. She's a mindset coach. I'm going to send her a message and see if she wants to buy That's never on my radar. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, I just met Andrea online. It looks like she's pretty rad. I'm going to get to know her. I'm going to hear about her business. I'm going to create a friendship with her. Maybe we can get on a podcast. And somewhere down the road, if her and I can collaborate in something, whether it's a podcast, and IG Live, I support her or she supports me, then we'll get to that when the conversation leads to that. That's the mentality.
0: so here's the thing. Uh, what I'm hearing from you is like this energetic, you know, alignment, mm-hmm. and you obviously like feel it. So you you have this like something happens where you're like, okay, it's time, because then you're you're acting on it. How do people know? Because I don't know that that everybody understands like what that would feel like to nurture a conversation
1: for as long as you do. Yeah. So well, if you're listening to this podcast. If you are a service provider, which you are if you're an online coach, when there is something that somebody says that a light bulb goes off, that you say, I can help someone with that. Yeah. That is when you say, hey, I can help you with that. <laughs> like it's, 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 I mean, we, we overthink it so much in sales. Oh, we yeah. think like we have to be scripted. I mean, I was on a webinar last night with, and, I, and I'll say it with my very good friend, Alex Street. Mm -hmm. I was on a webinar last night and somebody was asking him a question about how not to be salesy. And I literally in the chat was like, Hey, I would love to help you with this. This is not the right time. But if you ever have questions on sales, like shoot me a message. He's not a sales coach. He's, you know what I mean? He, he's all things stories. So it's like, it would be a disservice for me to sit on that webinar who there is someone who needs help in sales, she literally is asking a question for me to be like, oh my gosh, please let me help you. You know? So after that, like I literally sent her a message and was like, hey, so great to see you on the webinar. I would love to talk all things sales to you. If and when you want to set up a call, let me know. I'd love to offer some tips. Like it's something as simple as that.
0: Okay. So what lights you up about sales? Like, you know, I know you sell different things. You sell your own programs, coaching. You, al- you also do network marketing. Mm-hmm. Like what like, sell- What lights you up about the actual selling process?
1: What lights me up about the selling process? The fact that I can help people with the problem that they're in. So mm-hmm. whatever you sell, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure that what you sell lights you up you have to be your first sale. If you are not your first sale, nobody is ever going to buy from you. Mm -hmm. Like I am lit up about what I sell, my coaching, my network marketing products, my social retail products, like everything that I do, like I'm excited to talk about them. And so Mm -hmm. often we're not excited to share what we have because we're like, Uh, I'm not really excited about them, right? I worked with a woman one time that she was with 17 different network marketing companies and she couldn't figure out why she wasn't successful. Well, because none of them lit her up like a firecracker. Yeah. Find something that you're so excited about that you want to share it with the world every day. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So
0: when we first started working together, it was really interesting. So I, I met you through fast foundations Yes, and we were in the same group together, the same cohort, and you were not coaching at the time in that group, mm-hmm. but you were kind of there and I would watch you and I'd see you kind of like pop in and think, you know, but I never really had an opportunity really to sit and chat with you. I mean, I think I did one time. It was very brief. I was like, oh, okay, she's cool. But then I didn't really see you for a while. The thing that really caught me was we had another call at the towards the end of that time. It was literally when we wrapped Mm -hmm. and um, I got on the phone with you and, and I said I asked you a question and I said, hey, can you tell me what is the one thing that you would do differently about the past, you know, Two years of of your business. Do you remember that question? Mm-hmm. Did you remember that answer? I, I
1: don't remember the answer, but I remember the question.
0: Um, you you said to me that it was it was a personal it was a personal question, and you answered with a personal answer. And I don't want to disclose it because I ahead? think okay, yeah. You basically, you basically said I would I would pay as much attention to my life. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. For sure. And yeah, so that's you said. I'd pay as much attention to my life mm-hmm. as I did my business. Yes, 100%. And that was the thing that I needed to hear from you. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting because I could see what you did, but then it kind of like brought you into this like, you know, um, space where I'm like, oh, she's real. Mm-hmm. And And then that was when I started to like get to know you more and see how real you really are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Talk about showing up with that authenticity, like
1: how you show up and how people should be showing up in their business. Yes. So it was really interesting because um, I have a very addictive personality. So when I go in on something, I am laser focused, all in. So Mm -hmm. anything I've ever done in my life, like ran marathons, fitness competitor, lost 70 pounds, whatever it is, I am like, when I go in, I go all in. And I did the same thing with entrepreneurship. So once I started this Facebook group, I was like, I'm in. I had my first launch. I was all in and nothing else mattered. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship for five years. I didn't pay attention to it. I just, I served and served and served. And then I looked back 18 months later and my relationship had fallen apart Um, you know, my, my daughter was going through her last year of high school. Um, I missed so many things. Um, My, my health wasn't as good as it once was. Like there were so many things that I didn't pay attention to. And yes, I made an insane amount of money. My first, my first 18 months online, it was amazing. But then I looked back and I was super lonely. My relationship ended up failing. Thank God we are back together now because I've come to come to the realization that I did not pay much attention to them. Mine and my daughter's relationship is much better now. But I looked back on a lot of things and I did miss out on that. So now I'm building my business around my life versus building, I'm building my business around my life. Totally different than how I did it the first year. And you know, my business is gonna come second to all those things that really matter. And I think when you can connect to your audience and you can show them those things, it's so much more important. When I talk to my audience about, you know, my anxiety that I'm going through, I actually connect to my audience more. I had a brain injury last year and I connected to my audience way more. Talk about getting people in my DMs on a real level. I had more conversations during that six months than I ever had about sales talks. And guess what? A lot of them turned into clients, but it was because I was connecting with them on a human level first. So again, the more that you can show up as who you are as a person, that's actually the magnet that brings people to you.
0: Okay. So here's a question about that. Cause a lot of people, you know, they can get sucked into kind of staying in that victim story. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that when you're talking to somebody in the DMs, I'm just supposing this of yeah. course, but I'm imagining that if you're talking to somebody in the DMs and they're asking you about your health, you know, what you've been going through that at some point in time, you're not, you're, you are not, you're going to turn it. Of course. You're going to turn the Okay. How how do you do that? Because I feel like a lot of people would just stay in there in and then like as you say mm-hmm. in the friend zone. Yeah.
1: So one of the, get out of the friend zone. Yeah, so one of the ways that I mean I always turn it as to like what I've learned. So one okay. one of the things that I learned during this was in even like through my anxiety like like so someone who has anxiety like I'm I I'm not a, I how do I say this like even when I was like going through like my brain injury, I I'm not a brain injury person Mm -hmm. or like when I was like, I'm a cancer survivor. I I don't say like, I I'm a cancer survivor. Like I don't live in that. I live in like, let me share the story, but I'm not there anymore. Okay. So that's like one thing that's like really important to me is like, that's just a part of my life and I don't Mm -hmm. live there anymore. So I just, I talk about it, but then I like, I move quickly out of it into like the next thing.
0: And how have you been able to do that in your life? Like, you know, when you think about your mindset and how you've made shifts in your own life, how have you been able to to do that?
1: Um, I would say one is probably surrounding myself with people that don't allow me to stay there. Uh, I think that is really, really, really important. Um, it, It probably stems from when I was a child. So I had leukemia as a child twice. So I think a big part of this was that when I had leukemia a lot of my friends were in like these little like support groups for kids with, with cancer. And they would go to these like cancer groups with other cancer kids. And I remember my parents never put me in these groups because they didn't want me to be like, that was my identity. Like, like, like you're like, you're not a cancer kid. You're just going through cancer. And even like when I went through my brain injury stuff, the last six months, you know, I remember like there was Facebook groups for people going through it. And there were things, and even my parents were like, Don't join those things because then you are that like join the groups that they've been, that they they had it. And now they're out. So I think it's things like that, that were really, really helpful for me is that I don't identify of like, that's who I am. Like that's not my identity.
0: So interesting. Okay. So here's an interesting thing. You love community.
1: Love it. I'm obsessed with
0: it. Yeah. I love community. Um, how has community both mm-hmm. impacted you mm-hmm. and also helped you build your business
1: well community has helped me just because i have my best of friends in community I mean, I will say I live in Michigan, and I don't have a single like real human friend here. All of my friends are online, um, and it's it's interesting. mean, my best friend lives in Los Angeles, but for the most part, all of my friends are online. So I think that there is something so powerful about having people that you can connect with from all over the world uh, virtually. So I love community, and that is that is why community on a personal level is so important and I can connect to anyone at any given time. I can go on my Instagram and just find people to be in connection with. So that is so important. Why is community helped with my business? Because if you don't have people to sell to, you're not going to have people to sell to. And this is what I see so often is that people don't build community first. Then they try to build a program, a coaching business, a membership, a course, all of these things. And then I go back and ask them, tell me about your community. Tell me about who you're selling to. And then they're like, oh, I don't have the people. You have to build the people first. You have to build your tribe first because then you're always going to have people to go back to. And not just people to go back to sell to, but to ask questions to, for market research, for referrals, to for networking, all of those things. It's so important.
0: Mm-hmm. And how much time do you spend like on that in your own business?
1: Um, I spend probably on average two to three hours a day nurturing my community. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: On average. Whereas a lot of people would probably outsource that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I've, and I've tried to outsource it. Um, I've hired some amazing companies um, to do my outsourcing for engagement. And I'll be honest, it's just not me and I can feel it. I can feel it when I read the messages, I can feel it when I see the comments. And again, my people are everything. So if they're not connecting authentically, and it's not that they're not doing it on purpose, it's just not me. So Mm -hmm. if I can do that, and that's the beginning of my process is to connect with people, I want to be the one doing that. I mean, like Lindsay Schwartz still connects to her audience. Like, so Mm -hmm. if someone at that level is still doing like her own outbound engagement, like people like you and I, it's so important because your audience can feel it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I, I think a lot of it is, is if you're not building that relationship with people, then how can you, you know, turn around and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, cause they, they think they know you yeah. having a podcast. Like I hear that all the time. Even I'll have like friends, relatives, people who become clients, they'll say, you know, like, oh yeah, I heard this on the podcast. And I forget mm-hmm. that I'm putting things out into the world that people hear And they're connecting to and then all of a sudden they're telling me about it. and I'm like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. like I have to quickly reengage in the fact that they know something about me. Yeah. And if you're not staying, you know, having a touch point with people, then how in the world are you ever going to know, Okay, that person can come in. For example, I told my cousin Darlene. She has the, she's the craziest job. I I think she told me she's like the chief executive director of, um, I don't know, something or other that is like the craziest title. And she's the only woman, and she kind of reminds me of you actually, only woman in her company that does all this. And she's been listening to my podcast and she told me the other day, she slid into my DMs on Facebook and she's like, Hey Andrea, you know, I've been listening to your podcast talking blah, blah, blah. I, I listen to on my walks and it's so funny because you forget that that's happening and people are listening. Mm-hmm. She said the nicest thing to me. She said, I'm really proud of you. Aww. And I was like, you know, and coming from family, yes. I think that makes even a bigger difference always- because pe- family sees you like you were. Mm-hmm. And how you grew up. And it's really hard to break that mold, even if you've been shifting and transforming in your own life. Mm -hmm. It's hard for to get other people to see you as you are now. And so I told her, I said, Darlene, I'm gonna shut you out. So this is the time. Darlene, you got in. We love you, Darlene. (laughs) (laughs) So okay. So Jillian, I wanna know, you know, when you think about, you know, moving forward in your own life. I know that you also have a coach Mm -hmm. and that's really, really important to you. So what does that look like for you when you're investing into yourself and your business?
1: Yeah. So, um, for me, I will always have a mentor because I, one, it's accountability. One, I believe it's like a cheat code. She's going to help me get there quicker. She's going to see the gaps in my business. She's going to help keep me accountable. And for me, I, I need someone that's going to keep me on track and you know you can buy all the books you can listen mm-hmm. to all the podcasts you can b- download all the freebies you can even be in all the group coaching programs but at the end of the day it's so important to have someone who's actually like in your business so like for me i love one-on-one coaches like i've always had a one-on-one coach and people ask me all the time like what is you know one of the main reasons why you are so successful and i say because i've had one mentor for the whole time that's been in my business. So that's also been important because she's seen what has worked, what hasn't worked. She's seen my business throughout the whole year. You know, she's seen, Hey, what sells in the summer versus what sells in the winter? Like it's really, really important. But again, also how do you like to be mentored? Some people don't like one-on-one coaching. They like to be in a, a big group. So again, also know what works for you. Because in this space, you can get, you can buy into a lot of things that you think that you need. Ask yourself, like, what do you need? You know, I mean, I see things all the time and I'm like, I think I need that. And this is where I go back to my coach. And I say like, Raquel, do I need this? And she's like, absolutely not. You don't need that. Like, I can give you that skill or I can help source that out. Or my team has that. So it's so important. And again, Find out what works for you and what you need. Also, ask yourself, is this the thing I need for the next step in my business? So, you know, like I'll see something online, I'll scroll, someone will pitch me something and I'll say, oh my gosh, I need that. And then I'll, you know, message Raquel, I'll say, I think I need this program. And she'll say, no, that's step M. And we are at step G. So, keep it in the back of our mind. And we'll talk about that in six months, but right now you don't need that. We need this. And sometimes what we, sometimes what we need right now isn't the fun stuff. We're like, Oh, but yeah. I want that. I want to do that thing. And that's actually like not what we need. And then by not doing the things in the right order, we're actually farther behind. So yeah, I will know, always have a one-on-one coach.
0: When I started first working with you it was in fast foundations, you became my, my mentor coach mm-hmm. in, within the group. And, uh, I was in a place where I really wanted to scale. Like that was like kind of like my intention. I'm like, I want to scale. And what we ended up doing for those sessions was really looking at nurturing my audience. Mm -hmm. And it was the thing that I think I was kind of, I don't know. I don't, I mean, not that I didn't want to do it. It's like the non-sexy stuff. Yeah. I just was like, can't we just get to like the good stuff? Like, can we just get to some sales? Yeah. (laughs) and and i really look back now at those months and think now i can you know put something out because i have spent the time mm-hmm. building relationships showing up doing all those things so how is it, how important is it for people to take time to sell nurture like what what does that look like in someone's business
1: yeah i mean you should you should be nurturing your audience every single day. And you should be selling every single day. And it's interesting because I would say probably 95% of the people that come to me to help them with sales, they're not actually ready to sell yet. They've missed all that stuff before. They don't have an audience. They're not doing lead gen. They're not engaging. They don't have a warm audience. Um, Their content is not clear. Their messaging is not clear. So Those things are still selling. So while we think that selling is the close, selling is all of those other things that lead up to it. So there's like a very big difference between selling and closing. So make sure that you're selling every day. Selling is nurturing your audience, outbound engagement, lead generation, really clear messaging, um, content that's converting, like getting on podcasts, getting your name out there, IG lives, that is all selling. The close is towards the end and you will never close, never close unless you are doing all of those other things first. So that's why it's so important to be doing it. And then the other thing is making sure that your audience knows how to buy from you. That's the other thing. I see people all the time that I work with or are getting ready to work with me and I go to their Instagram and I'm like, how do I work with you? Oh yeah. I I don't tell people a lot or, you know, it's, it's halfway down my Instagram page. Make, p- make sure people know, this is how you can work with me. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you start to follow me, you will see, I tell people every day on my Instagram stories, how you can work with me because I get new followers every day. So you want to be telling yeah. your audience like, Hey, this is how you can work with me. Again, if you believe in what you do, make sure people know how they can work with you. And then that, that's what I've seen from
0: even how you post and things that you do. Like you're, you're constantly, you know, putting something out every month and saying, okay, this, and and I think that's the thing, like people are watching for a certain amount of time and then they're engaging and they're, you know, jumping in your group. And then all of a sudden they're like, you post something and you're like, yep, yeah, today's the day. Mm-hmm. And then boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned from you is to be unapologetic about the fact that I'm not just selling you something. I'm serving you with something. Yeah. And if I am not showing up and saying I can help you, then, you know, I'm doing you a disservice by not telling you that I can actually help you with this. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I got really in my head about that. And I think a lot of you know, entrepreneurs, coaches, people that I work with, they get in their heads about how they can show up and share what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who is in that position right now, or they're like, they're, I ha- they have a gift, they have something that they can give the world, whether it's through a business or through a, their art, mm-hmm. what would you tell them is something that they need to, to actually do or shift in order to to move in that direction?
1: Yeah. So share it. I mean, it's literally as simple as that. Share it with your audience. And if you don't feel confident yet to be like, Hey, this is how you can work with me. Because again, some people don't want to say that maybe Mm -hmm. share with like, this is the transformation that I provide or today on a coaching call with somebody, this is the transformation that we got. Or today with one of my one-on-one clients, this was a breakthrough that we had. Like those are all ways of saying this is how you can work with me without saying this is how you can work with me. So there's other yeah. ways of saying it without saying it. Um I mean even today I've posted two stories on my Instagram that were selling without me saying like hey buy from me. I welcome somebody into a new program. So if somebody just came to my Instagram today they're like oh she has a program. Right? So they're like what does she have? Interesting. Yeah. And then I shared social proof from a client. So they're like, oh, she has one-on-one coaching. So while I wasn't saying like, oh, this is how you can work with me, I'm always putting things out that people can work with me. Another way is making sure that you have different offers. Some people think that like, oh, I can only have one offer at a time. If you walked into a shoe store at women and there was only one pair of shoes and that wasn't your size or it wasn't the color or what you needed, you would walk out. So think about your business like a shoe store. You want to have lots of different things because you're going to have lots of different buyers. I mean, yeah. my product suite starts at $214 and it goes up to $22,000. Why do I have so many different offers? Because I have so many different buyers. Yes, yeah, so you have so many different buyers that come into your world or my world. So you want to have different things available for them. So that it's not just one option. You know, I see so often that, you know, coaches have, you know, I have a $5,000 mastermind, like take it or leave it. Well, if that buyer doesn't want a mastermind, that buyer doesn't want community, or that buyer doesn't have $5,000, then you're you're out of luck. But what if you yeah. had a $500 one-hour session where you could just get to know them? You could be selling a ton of those. And now you're not turning away someone just for that one option. So I see that so often that you need to have multiple things. And again, at different price points, because people are going to come in, you know, I don't care how good you, how good of a coach you are. You need to have lower ticket things because there's a barrier of entry that people want just to work with you to start out. Yeah. And I think there's
0: that trust factor that, I mean, people talk about it all the time, but It is true if they don't immediately like you know, trust you or know you, then they have to kind of, you know, like it's dating, you know, mm-hmm. I got to have a conversation with her. I have to like, listen to her talk on a few master classes and show up in her group a, a couple of times and be like, oh yeah, like what she's saying is true. And I see, you know, evidence because all these people are coming back and saying, oh yeah, like I sold this or I did that. And, you know, so to jump immediately from, you know, just hello to like, want to buy my $5,000 mastermind. Mm-hmm. That's a big jump. Yeah. And I have found myself just in the past little while saying no to so many things because they immediately wanted to sell me at this big high price point. And I have to say, that's how I was taught. Mm -hmm. Like that's how so many people are taught Mm -hmm. in this online space, Mm -hmm. which is why I think a lot of them are not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. They were given, they were given bad advice. Mm -hmm. And the the advice that you're giving is running completely contrary Mm -hmm. to a lot of the things that some of these online marketers Mm -hmm. are telling you to do. Um, One of the other things that you've said to me, which I think is really important for people to hear, is uh, talking about having that one voice um, in your life. What does that look like when you're uh, in a relationship, a coaching relationship?
1: Yeah, so... When you are in the online space, you hear a lot of voices. You hear everyone's voice from social media. You hear everyone's voice when you're in a mastermind. Maybe you have 17 coaches. Then you're confused. So mm-hmm. I encourage you, You know whether you're working with Andrea, whether you're working with another coach, whoever it is, pick one person and that's your voice that you listen to that's your direction. That's that's the one person. So like for me, it's Raquel. So I might go to a masterclass. I might have ideas about other things, but I take everything up the chain to her before I do anything, yeah. before I buy anything, before I invest in anything, before I do anything, before I create a masterclass, anything, because she won at the end of the day is my my main mentor. And what I see so often is that people have multiple coaches. You know, I have I have a coach for this, I have a coach for this, a coach for this, a coach for this. So let's just say you have two coaches. let's and let's just let's just use simple things. Let's say you have one coach that works extremely masculine energy, and then you have one coach that works extremely feminine energy. If you are trying to run a business and you have a coaching call with one who is an extremely strategy based, and then you have a coach with the other that's very energy-based, you are going to, your head is going to be spinning because one is going to be telling you to go work, get it done, do all these things, and the other one's going to tell you to go journal, play, run around outside, manifest, all these other things, and you're going to be like, which one do I do? And guess what's going to happen? Probably nothing. So it's so important to have one person that you listen to, doesn't matter which one it is, but find one voice. And also... My my reasoning for this is to listen to the one person that's already successful in business. So yeah. Quit listening maybe to like your peers that maybe don't have a business that you want yet. Maybe don't listen to your peers that are also stuck because you're both stuck. Listen to the person who has had the successful business. Take the advice and the mentorship from them.
0: You're so funny. Like I, I, okay. Cause I, I, I operate out of a lot of feminine energy, Yeah. but one of the things that I've recognized is, is that I can swing very easily to the masculine and then get really stuck in that and not have a good healthy balance. And so I was actually talking to a friend of mine and I was telling her, I was going to be working with you. And, um, and I was just saying what, you know, like this is, she's, this is what kind of energy she works in. And and she said to me, she's like, I think that's perfect for you because you have so much of the feminine that you need someone who works in the masculine to actually say, OK, do this, do this, do this, because I can get in my head mm-hmm. and I can feel and. An, be intuitive about all sorts of things and I can feel and know whether it's right or not. But you saying this, this, this keeps me in the, okay, now I can do. Yes. And so I, I really love how you've explained that because then when people are looking for a coach in any capacity, really be aware of like, what is it that you need to compliment you yes. where you are? Because mm-hmm. You know, maybe you do need you know a little bit more feminine energy. Maybe you do need a little bit more masculine. Maybe you need some of in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even like with your, your team. No, that. even
1: like with your team members. Like if you have like a VA, like find someone that maybe is like the opposite of you. Yeah. Because again, like it's going to compliment you. Like again, I work in very masculine energy. Like I'm a spaz like all the time. If my OBM, my VA had the same energy as me, our business would like blow up. She is so the opposite of me that it's such a good compliment. So it's so important that you self-identify who you are, where your own gaps are, and then fill it in with your team members, your mentors, your community, your friends, your accountability partners, all of those things.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, one of the big things that I'm really talking a lot about this year is, is really stepping out and owning your power, being who you are, you know, creating that space for yourself in the world to use your gifts and, and, the, the part of what I do in my business and in you know with my life personally is is really all about you know creating that space in your life for you to shift those mindsets, those old those old stories and and to really move into the space where you're stepping into your power. You're being courageous and you're taking those steps. And the reason why I love Jillian so much and I love having you on here to talk is because that piece of the courage part, even when I'm thinking about the podcast is all about putting yourself out there. And it's all about the, that connection, creating those relationships. And so I I just highly endorse you, anybody listening to the podcast today and it's like, you know what? I do need to put myself out there. I do need to actually create a community and I want to find somebody who's like totally no nonsense. I'm just shouting out Jillian because I, she's the real deal. And... um. But Jillian, tell us how like what is like that first step they can take with you to get to
1: know you. So the first step is get to know me on Instagram. Come over and follow me. Get to be my internet bestie, as I like to say. Um, You know, come follow me at the Jillian Murphy. I also do a community Sunday event where if you're a coach or you're a service provider, you're an entrepreneur, come hang out. It's a free networking event. It's every single Sunday. Andrea is always there. So you're in great company. Um, So yeah, I'd love to have you. But really the first step is just come get to know me on Instagram and let's just become friends there and see where we go from there.
0: Awesome. Okay. So this is the question I always like to ask right at the end okay. is what is your next brave step? My next brave
1: step would be, hmm. This is probably a good one. Um, So I had um, a brain injury six months ago and I have been very afraid to do a lot of things. And I have a trip planned um, in April and I have moved it three times because I've been afraid to fly to get on a plane. So I am actually making that trip in April on a plane. So that would probably be my, my brave next step that I actually go through with it and actually get on a plane.
0: All right. Well, we are sending you all of the good vibes, all the prayers, all the love. We can't wait to follow you on your journey. You're Thank probably you. going to post about it on Instagram yes. and we'll see that you took this brave step. We're standing with you, believing you're taking it Thank you. and that it's done. And. Thank you that you had an amazing time on your trip already. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) Jillian, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You are absolutely the best. I love what you are doing. You're helping so many people. And again, I also edify you because you are the real deal and people are so lucky to have you in their life. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay, friend, that was a power packed conversation. I know that there are so many nuggets that you can take away and start applying within your business, especially when you're adding value to those potential customers in your life. I know for me, I'm going to go back, I'm going to listen through the episode, I'm going to take some notes, and I'm going to see what I can do personally in my own business to apply these huge nuggets of wisdom. So thank you, Jillian, for hanging out with me. And thank you for hanging out with me as well. Make sure that you connect both with myself and Jillian. Let her know that you heard her on the Courage Cast. And I will have all of her links in the show notes for you. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely.